everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited today. We have special guests here. We have friends of the podcast, our good friends from It's Complicated podcast. Uh, Jen and Lauren are here. And thank you so much, ladies, for coming on the podcast. We are happy to be back on again. We always love uh, chatting with you. So we're stoked to be here. Yeah. So how have you been? It's been a crazy time uh, t- <laughs> that we've experienced as a country. And so how is uh, how have you been uh, surviving this quarantine experience uh, this last few months? Well, I have just been trying to keep, you know, my life as normal as humanly possible, just from the comfort of my home. So whether it's catching up with friends or working out or even doing virtual oh. dates. I'm just trying to make the best of the whole situation, ordering in my favorite food to support local restaurants. And that's really it, you know, catching up on my favorite mm-hmm. movies. What more could you want? Forced <laughs> binge watching. Yeah, yeah I mean, binge watching has been definitely happening over in my parts. I actually had a baby um, at the end of April. Yeah. It, so, I mean, being pregnant during a pandemic was quite scary. And then having the baby, although I will say it was once I got to the hospital, it was less scary than I felt like it was going to be. I literally walked like straight into the hospital room and then stayed there the whole time. And all the doctors and nurses had masks on. So it was like, it was actually fine. It just, I think like I had a lot of anxiety about going into it, but um, I think for me, I've been, you know, I think I would have to have been sort of staying home a lot anyway after having a baby. So it's not like drastically different than what it might have looked like without a pandemic. But yeah, the scare and fear factor is there. And then yes, like, if there is a chance to go out, like I don't go out, like my husband will go out or like my mom came to help, she'll go out for me, just because it's like, I don't want to get something and bring it back to the baby or have like bring the baby with me I've done it it's just not ideal so there's that but it added layer but it's been okay for me I've been doing like what Jen's been doing like binge watching not virtually dating because I'm not not but I'm living vicariously through Jen <laughs> and like, getting yeah. back to working out and like doing stuff around the house too because I just moved also with like try to pile everything on at once and so oh like together has been, you know, like organizing and going through stuff and, you know, that sort of thing. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You, you took, you took uh, finding something to occupy yourself during quarantine. Very seriously. Like, um, I have a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good planning on your part. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was totally planned on my part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. So you have to say, is it a boy or girl? Yes, we had a boy. His name is Austin, and he Aww. is just two months old now. Well, congratulations. That's so great. Thank you. Yeah, there's always yeah. an added layer of things to talk about on our podcast since we talk about dating and relationships, but it's yeah. every stage of the relationship. So like now having a baby is like part of our topic. Whereas when we started the show, Jen and I were both just talking about like straight dating and that was it. And now it's like this layer uh-huh. of the pandemic, like Jen brings so many fun stories to the table because of the online dating aspect of like virtual yeah. dating. It's, great. it's so great. So when you virtual date, do you, do you, is it on like a zoom call or, or, uh, or how does that work? It's always on FaceTime, oh, okay. um, unless they have an Android, which I haven't really faced that issue yet, but 
I guess I'm only dating uh, Mac people or Apple people. <laughs> That's a filter. But, um, we usually do a FaceTime and it's just like hanging out, but virtually. And sometimes we'll have like a glass of wine or like they'll make a drink of whatever they want. Once I did a date where we both ordered sushi so that we were like having dinner together and it was like the same restaurant in theory. That is cute. Um, I, I know. And I actually did venture out um, twice for a socially distant walk with somebody. So that came after a phone call. So I already knew that like it was potentially worth, you know, leaving the house for uh -huh. because we already had a little bit of banter and a connection. So, I, you know, I also quizzed them on their how, how seriously they were taking this whole COVID thing, because if they were one of those people that did not take it seriously, I didn't want to like put myself around. Them right. Jeopardy. Right. So, you know, th that's a new layer of filtering dating these days is how seriously are you taking the world around us? Because if you're not, then I'm sorry, this bus has. Yeah. Yeah. No, are like these people that you typically meet on like Tinder or just depends? So I am not on Tinder, but I am on Hinge and A League and oh. Bumble and Raya. So I know so many, but my favorite is Hinge. So I try and really just meet people from there because I, I find the most value in what they're putting out about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they put a real like conscientious profile out versus just an image and a sassy uh, bio that says my grandparents met on this app where you see on most of the apps these days. Um, so I'll meet them there. And then from there, we move on to texting and calling and then FaceTiming. And then a couple people made it to the first round of in person. I mean, you guys, do we think that um, like this next round of, of like Hallmark Christmas holiday movies is going to include like virtual dating? Because I feel like it will. I I think it's got to. I, I like where like they move in. It's been a core. It's like a quarantine. Like you know something that would like mimic what's happening right now. I feel like there's going. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I've just got to believe that that some of these writers are are fast away writing uh, stories. Well, uh, I mean, and if you think about it, it would be a smart movie to make anyway. If you're if you're worried about the safety of your uh of your cast you don't want to have uh you know like town festivals and stuff with lots of group scenes and things like you want to have as small a cast and as small a settings as you possibly can so why not do some virtual type be it would be uh you know they're always trying to recreate you've got mail but yeah. this would be a uh <laughs> be on, a, on another level it would be perfect and people could totally mm -hmm. relate to it would be very timely like yeah we'll see something they would yeah i think it could be fun with the right script you could also easily make it into a lifetime cautionary tale scary movie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> totally could that's yeah, so yeah, great yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so for you rachel now you need to write this script this idea. i'll work, I'll work on it so yeah do you think that we've like can transition away from uh, online dating then like uh, eHarmony the, these kind of match.com stuff like that and, and it's now the app the 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 those I hadn't even heard of some of the ones that you mentioned um, but uh, do you think that that's kind of happened do we not use those sites anymore because they're so expensive I don't know I, I mean Jen I feel like maybe I'm wrong I've actually done both 
So when Match.com mm-hmm. first came out, I did that. And then I also did like the dating apps when those came out too, like when Tinder was like the first one and then it was like plenty of fish. I did Bumble, all those. I mm-hmm. hint, Jen, I feel like it's an age demographic thing. And maybe that's incorrect for me to say, but I think the Match.com and the, um, what's the other big online one, Jen? E- eHarmony? Yes. Uh, yeah. I feel like those are um, more popular with an older crowd. Not always mm-hmm. necessarily. I have a girlfriend that like uh, five years ago got married from Match.com. But um, I think it skews more to the like second time marriage crew, mm-hmm. um, older, older people who are like want to fill out the profile and be super serious about it because it feels more like traditional matchmaking, which I think goes along with what they're more familiar with. It's less gamified, mm. and less like millennial feeling and more like, okay, I can do this virtually, but it feels more like my, you know, my aunt is setting me up on a date with somebody who's like quality and, and they trust the website and they like that it costs money because they, they think it makes it legit. I don't know that. So I think it just skews older for those reasons. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I actually so, think that um, it also is dependent. It's dependent on the location. So like LA is a very saturated market with apps, like all mm-hmm. of the ones I mentioned, and then Tinder on top of that, there's J swipe, there's all of these. And there's new apps that come out all the time. But those are like the big ones. So I think if you're in a city where those are pretty much the going dating app, then you use the apps because that's where you're going to find more similar people to you. Um, I actually think that match and like eHarmony are great for the reasons that Lauren said that, you know, you can fill out the longer profile that they cost money. So you feel like there's a greater investment on the person's side and they're really looking for love. But I actually went mm-hmm. on match.com recently because I was like, you know what? I am somebody that wants to find love and like, maybe the apps aren't the place to do it for me. And maybe I should venture into the match.com pool. So what happened though, when I did was it's a little bit of um, an inundation because Everyone can reach out to you. Um, you don't have to match with them. They can just all send you a note. So it's a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is I didn't particularly see anybody I was attracted to. And that might just be because, you know, I have a certain type or whatever it is. But in the, mm-hmm. however many people are on that site for me, it did not seem to do the trick. Um, and I also don't necessarily want to spend $45 a month or commit to six months for a discount. I'm like, if it's going to take six months, why am I on this thing? Like, hurry it up. Yeah. Thought we were doing this because you're like, right. I felt the same way then even gosh, I think it was like over a decade ago that I did match.com. And I felt the same way. I didn't feel like the types of guys I was seeing on the, the site were my like my type. I did go on like, I think two dates from there, but I forced myself to do it because I was unsure. Like maybe I'm just Mm -hmm. not getting who this guy is through the site. And like, I was right when I would go on the dates, but I also felt as though, um, I, it was too inundating with the messages as well. Like it was so hard for me to keep up of who was messaging me and responding without like letting some people slide through. Like I, it was too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I've tried sites like that and I have had no luck. I mean, just, I don't know. So maybe I need to try some of those apps. <laughs> uh, and that, uh, I mean, I've, I've tried apps off and on. I, I, uh, there's one here called mutual, which is, I think, uh, 
a uh, Utah thing that I've tried. Um, but I don't know. I It's so weird because I'm so uh, up to date when it comes to all the other types of social media. When it comes to, like, I'm really active on Twitter, really active on, but the, uh, for some reason, the online dating, I'm not very good at. <laughs> I feel like I have to struggle. I feel like if you're good with things like that, like if you're proficient mm-hmm. in Twitter and, and social apps like that, then you would excel on a dating app. Maybe just give it a little more time mm-hmm. or diversify yeah. your dating app portfolio, as we like to say, like do mutual, yeah. do other ones that your friends like you like and try mm-hmm. out like three of them at a time and then don't overwhelm yourself. That's a good idea. Since you're proficient in technology and apps and stuff, I think it'd be good. Plus it's really, it's faster. Like match.com is a different type of speed. Like dating apps are faster. So you're getting a more immediate, uh, potentially immediate like question and answer session happening with somebody. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And mutual is probably great because it's like Jen brought up, it's your area. So mm-hmm. Lot of people that live near you and people like you that come from the same place as you so that could be good potentially for um yeah. like mutual connections and stuff yeah so if you're listening you want to check me out on me i'll be i'll uh, i'll add myself to mutual <laughs> so so look it up if you're <laughs> find her um yeah yeah <laughs> uh so uh very good yeah it's an interesting thing this whole modern dating it's it's challenging it's hard to meet people, especially once you're out of school. I think it's it's way harder <laughs> to meet people. Uh, the way I don't know, at least for me, it seems like post. I don't know, post once I finish grad school, it just it's just way harder. I mean, it's been ten years now since I was in grad school, but I feel like it's just been way harder in my thirties to date than in my twenties. I I agree with that a hundred percent because of the same things that you're saying that people are not as conveniently mm-hmm. located to you and you are yeah. now forced to meet strangers. And like, that doesn't always feel so great unless, you know, like in Lauren's mm-hmm. case, like you met uh, your husband through a mutual friend. So that was like, a nice breezy way to meet and you could gradually get to know, know the person. it's so ideal yeah and it's like like in all of our favorite hallmark movies you meet somebody in town or they're your high school sweetheart that resurfaces they're already in the system basically and you don't have to start all yeah, over. yeah. or maybe you guys it was kind of like that i had just broken up with this guy who was like would have been like the villain in the Hallmark movie. He was like horrible. <laughs> he was not nice at all. I was like in the worst mood because there had just been like an incident with him and it'd been like four days and I went to a pool party and like my really good friend in LA introduced me to James, the guy I'm with now. And like at first we did not get along really. It wasn't bad, but we just didn't catch each other's eye. And it wasn't until Jen and I had a um, podcast launch party like a couple weeks ago that my friend brought him back to it. And then he was like, oh, who's that girl? And our mutual friend was like, "That you met that girl at the pool party. He was like, what? That's the same girl? It was like a total like and then yeah ensued from there but it was funny like it was like a meeting that was like yeah through a mutual friend and we were like not we didn't initially connect and it was like i was in a horrible mood because of the bad guy i dated it was like funny Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's funny and often in these kind of movies the uh the the heroine will be irritated with her loved ones for keep they keep setting her up 
with people and I'm like the reverse. I'm like, please, friends, family, send me <laughs> like they could overdo it, I guess. But I'm like, I, it's hard to meet people. If you know, nice people that you think I might actually get along with. Absolutely. Set me up, please. It <laughs> I is need all the help I can get. It is hard to meet people, but I will say this. I love, and Jen and I have talked about this on our show. I love the way my friend Noel introduced us, like the way he played matchmaker mm -hmm. and he's done this before. And I think it's a great tip to share with people like Rachel, if you're matching people up or if your friends are matching you up, it's a good thing yeah. to share. He always said, Hey, like I'm going out tonight. Well, I know that's different now because of like the pandemic, but when things open up, I'm going out tonight, yeah. a couple people that are coming out with me tonight. And I think you might really like want somebody, but just come out. It's a great crowd. Yeah. There's people that will be your friends. You need to meet these people anyway, but there's somebody that I think you might because be strategy and just come out and see. And that way, if you naturally connect with the person that this guy had in mind, then it's up to you to like continue making the date and going out and making the connection because then you're also letting it happen organically as opposed to like pairing two people up that are then forced to go out and may not like each other. If you can go out in a setting, sort of have your feelers out there for like, oh, is somebody here somebody I might be interested in? And then let the rest happen naturally. I loved how he did that. And he did it to me a couple of times before I ended up meeting James. And it mm -hmm. always really worked and felt natural. So now we, Jenna and I like to tell people that like, if you're matchmaking or you want to be like put together with somebody, tell your friends that story because it, it's a really good natural way to sort of do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that makes... That makes a ton of sense. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. Even if you're having a, uh, a, I don't know, even if you're having like a virtual watch of a movie or something like that, you could, you could kind of clue the other person that like, hey, this person's going to be participating in the chat. Maybe, you know, whatever. I think you guys might get along and then you can chat or just kind of, uh, I, I think you could make it work <laughs> even yeah, in this virtual world. Well, and the other thing, too, yeah. is, like, depending yeah. on which city you're in, like, some parks are open, so people are definitely taking advantage of this, like, whole yeah. new picnic adventure. Everyone's, like, doing a different type of picnic and mm -hmm. different parks, and yeah. you bring your favorite things. And I feel like most places, parks are open. Yeah, so then you could do a like, picnic, yeah. you could bring yeah. your friends, you could socially distance, but you can at least be in a similar mm -hmm. place and can connect that way. Um, and there's also, like, you know... Yeah depending on if you've got an outdoor deck or a patio or something outdoors that makes you feel better, you could have a dinner party or a game night outside or whatever it is where you're not putting yourself or mm -hmm. others at risk, but still getting to be in each other's presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, so once you have, have secured the date, so we've been talking about all these apps and how you meet people and everything like that. So I had some... Uh, I created a list of some tips, what I think makes for a great date. And I figured we, we did this in our make it a date episode a couple of weeks ago where we, where we pitched ideal Hallmark dates. So we created a, we like, for instance, I, I had the birthday wish, the movie, the birthday wish. And in that movie, uh, they, they eat chicken soup and a giant chocolate chip cookie at different points of the movie. But so I was part of my dream date in that episode uh, I pitched watching the birthday wish and eating soup and, and a giant cookie How and <laughs> that would be a fun date. And, uh, and so that's what we did. It was fun. But, but as part of that episode, I gave my tips for what I think makes for a great date. And so I thought 
having it'd be perfect to have you guys on go over each of these tips you're the experts the dating experts and we could see what what do you think of my list and uh, if you uh, want to add to it take away whatever um and then we could talk about each of these each perfect. of these items Sounds good. all right okay <laughs> okay all right the first one i have is to plan ahead but don't be too rigid to the plans so like the way i figure i i i think most people don't don't want someone just making it up on the fly someone you want somebody who's put some thought to try to make something memorable and fun but you also don't want somebody who's like we gotta leave gotta leave five minutes you know like 10 minutes like what's going on you know somebody who's really super rigid is kind of a turnoff um i don't know what do you think about planning for a oh, date i live for planning what? i like yeah jen, <laughs> jen is all over this one although i do have to but jen is gonna be good on this one so <laughs> okay, like, good. We, all, we all have yeah. the internet and a watch so like i feel like by asking somebody what they like to do or like if they have any things they hate to do, like just to get some parameters, they can easily come up with a really fun date or even a choose your own adventure. So like do your research, come up with like maybe a couple options you could suggest to them for food or a couple ideas and like run it by them. And then maybe knowing now what they are more interested in doing then have like a backup plan too. So like, okay, if we go... I'm just going to throw miniature golfing out there, even though that's clearly not an option right now, but we're going to pretend the world is normal. So let's say you go miniature golfing right. versus rock climbing. So, which I would probably pick. So we go miniature golfing. And then if after that guy already knows in his mind, um, I have a bar that I could suggest, or I have an ice cream place I could suggest. And then once we're done miniature golfing, he's like, so would you want to go grab a drink or would you be interested in grabbing some ice cream? knowing that he'd already thought it out based on where we're at, like what time we were going to wrap up, like all of that, like makes me feel special and that he put effort and thought into it. Mm -hmm. And that he heard what I'm interested in and is trying to impress me by showing he listens, by showing he plans, yeah. by showing that he likes me so much. He doesn't want our time to end. So he wants to come up with more fun things to do, but like having all of that, just like ready to go in advance in his pocket, you know? I agree. I think it, especially if it shows a certain degree of of thoughtfulness, like if somebody if he was like, "Hey, I I see that you on your profile that you really like ice cream. Here's this ice cream place, uh, you know, or frozen yogurt. You really like frozen yogurt. Here's this place uh that I've heard is really good. Why don't we go check it out?" Like that's that shows that like he's thought this through and uh and isn't just like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What should we do? Like, that's the worst. Absolutely. I love that. I The moral of the story here is the backup plan is great because if you're on the date and you want, we've all yeah. been on dates where we're like, well, great. I really don't want to be here anymore. So then you can end the date. But you've also all been on dates where you're like, I don't want this to end. So you have the, the suggestion, like Jen said, if you're planning the date, go to the main part of the date and then have a potential like backup plan. Like, okay, well, if this is going great, we can go get ice cream or we could go do this thing depending on what the other person yeah. likes. I will say the rigid plans, I think also keep in mind on the flip side that if you expect the person planning the date to be like perfect with the things they're planning, I think that's yeah. also 
not okay. So you need to be a little less rigid with your expectations if you're on the being asked out end because this person doesn't know you. They are getting right. to know you and they're trying to do the best they can potentially unless you're getting a major like feeling that they're not putting in any effort. But if you think they are and it's still like not going according to what you like particularly like, just keep in mind yeah. like, this person doesn't know you and they're not your boyfriend yet. So just like give it, be a little more like open. Yeah. In one very memorable date that I went on, this was uh, when I was in college uh, the, the poor guy everything that could go wrong went wrong like he when he when he came to pick me up he uh the the car alarm went off on his car and he could not get it off for forever and he had been really really late and he'd actually messed up the date previously like he had i thought it was it was another day and he told me the wrong date it was to a dance anyway and uh and so my whole family, he's, he's coming up and then the, 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 uh, the alarm is just ringing and my whole family is just in the house, just laughing and cracking up at this poor guy. And, and we, you know, we ended up, I don't, I don't think I ever saw him again, but I ever went out with him again, but, uh, but we had a nice time and we just kind of laughed it off, but it was, was just one of those things where it just seemed like everything that could go wrong went wrong and and uh you know it's things happen plans aren't perfect and what are you gonna do right and so you just kind of have to laugh it off and you can tell a lot about a person too when uh how they how they react to things like that i mean if it rains if you're going out miniature golfing and it rains yeah you can't control exactly. the weather exactly. so you just exactly. laugh and say okay yeah totally. uh, so yeah I, I agree with that all right. The next recommendation is if on a double date or group date, make sure you schedule in couple time. Uh, because that can, especially when you're younger, I think you do more of the group dating. And you don't want to go out with somebody on a double date or a group date and you spend the whole time talking to your buddy, your friend, because you're nervous or right, whatever. Right. So you want to make sure that you, if you're doing something like that, that you make sure that you consciously, I'm going to spend time with this person I'm on a date with. If you're the type of person who's super nervous on a date, this could be a nice like buffer, but don't use it as a crutch because mm -hmm. you can't then just like, you know, like you said, talk to the, the friends the whole time. It's great to see how someone you might potentially date reacts in a group setting and around your friends. Clearly that's an important mm -hmm. But yeah, I would definitely make sure you pick something where you can go off on your own and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing like group miniature golf, like maybe you could play as a team or something as a team of two or something like that, or, yeah. uh, or find some way that, that you kind of can pair off a little bit and, uh, or at the very least, if you go to dinner that you sit next to each other so that you can talk. And uh, yeah, I think it's important. I'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at Care Of, and they make getting vitamins and supplements easy and hassle-free. They can come right to your door so you don't have to go out shopping or take any kind of risk to go get your vitamins. They come right to you. And what's really nice is that you can take their online quiz 
and you answer some questions about your diet, your health goals, and your lifestyle, and they recommend the vitamins that will be the most helpful for you. And so, for instance, I took the quiz, and it only, like I said, only takes a few minutes, and they, we were able to narrow down some things that will help me, hopefully, with my sleep, because that's one of my biggest health problems, is that I have a hard time uh, with my sleep uh, issues. And uh, so it's really great. They come to you right to your door and you get these little packets that you, uh, you can take every day. And so if you are, want to put some in your purse or you're traveling or something like that, uh, they're very, very, very easy for you to take and uh and it's just really positive very personal there's a great attention to detail they have great quality that you can see and taste they focus on quality science and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations they are their yummy protein powders are made with wholesome ingredients you can recognize like organic cocoa and pink himalayan sea salt i've been really impressed with what i've been sent uh and what I've tried. And I think that it's something that uh, can help you to, uh, to have more energy, to feel better, depending on the vitamins that you are in need of. So I recommend taking the quiz, getting the vitamins that you need, and, uh, and checking out Care Of. Uh, for 25% off each of your first three months of Care Of, go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25. Enter code hallmarkies25. That's 25% off each of your first three months of Care Of. Go to takecareof.com slash hallmarkies25. Enter code hallmarkies25. If you have an established relationship, if you're if you're doing a group activity, you want to make sure that you make time to spend uh, with each other as a couple. Oh, yeah, that's very important. Mm -hmm. You're never going to yeah. get to know the person that well if you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you need that time, uh, even if you're even if you're married, uh, that you need that time together. Uh, that's important for a relationship. Uh, so, all right. Next one is put away your phone because even if the phone vibrates or they he they get a they get a phone call uh, and they don't answer it it's still distracting it's still a you know i i joke that that uh, that cell phones are the thief of love in hallmark movies <laughs> it's like oh no they were just about to have a moment and then the phone rang and it's work or whatever and uh and so i think for the most part, unless they're a doctor or there's some reason that they need to have their phone, most people can put it away for, you know, an evening. And, uh, and I think that, uh, it's, it's important to do. That, what do you think about that? This is not really up for debate. Like you, yeah. if you're a doctor or there's a kid involved or something fine but like i don't think jen right i mean you put your phone away for okay, the date so That's i was it. actually on story. um yeah. a date uh during this whole pandemic one of the nights that like the restaurants started opening up or were given the go-ahead to so we went mm -hmm. to an open-air patio to have some food and drinks and i remember sitting across from him and like mm -hmm. he kept picking up his phone and i was like what's happening like is some is there like an urgent matter and he was like oh no yeah. like i'm just like telling my friends about like how restaurants are open and how wild this is i'm like 
so you have to tell them right now while you're on this date. And then he's like, well, they're also asking about you. I'm like, so you have to write them back while you're sitting in front of me. Like, is that necessary? And then he was like, yeah, who cares? And I was like, "Uh, check, please. But so I like made it through the date, obviously, because (laughs) I'm not a monster. But though I have walked out of other dates before. So I just figured, I figured, you know what? This is like my, like, this is a pandemic date. It won't go on forever. So the show will end soon. So I'm like, all right, you finish this meal, let him pay the check and then like walk yourself home. So he tries to make plans with me again. And I was just like, no, I'm not interested by and like, he didn't really understand. And I was like, well, you were on your phone. You know, you were kind of rude and like a little vulgar. I'm like, that's just not my jam. Our energies do not match up nor do nor does our etiquette. Right. I just think, like you were saying, unless you are someone who's about to receive an urgent call, like, I'll keep my phone out, like, in case of emergencies, but it's also on silent. So like, if I see it's someone calling me over and over again, um, then I'll deal with it. Or like, it's really rare that an emergency will happen. So I just don't expect it to on that two hour date. So I try and keep my phone away, unless I know, again, yeah. that there's something that is coming, like maybe a call for work or something that like, I've been waiting for all day from my doctor or whatever it is that I know is coming. And then once I get that call, I can put my phone away for good. Or if you know, you're meeting up with, let's just say another couple. So like, you just need to keep your phone out for logistics. But yeah, otherwise, no other conversations should be happening. I think it's the rudest thing you can do to somebody is to neglect their time. They have given up whatever else they could be doing in the world to sit across from you or to do an activity with you. The least you can do is focus on them and be present. And if nothing else that we've learned in 2020 is to be present because we don't know if this world's going to be over by the end of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Because even if you don't end up like pursuing a relationship with a person, like you could, you have a chance to talk to somebody. And I mean, again, in 2020, if we've learned anything, it's that like, human interaction is yeah. valuable <laughs> i mean I, I i've been quarantined by myself where i had no human interaction except for online and through the podcast for for months and that was really hard and i mean i my my uh, uh my parents were just up the street but people were worried that i had the virus but i didn't have the virus but i i i couldn't see them on easter I I uh, I had to just call them and that was so hard. And so like it's worth if you're going to go to all the effort to have this interaction with this other human, you might as well actually have it to its full capacity. Yeah. And at the very least have manners yeah. and say excuse me if you and have to take a message or a call. Like Yeah. You can explain yourself very nicely. Like, I am so sorry. I just need to let you know this is an yeah. emergency, whatever. Yeah. Because even if, if it just vibrates, it's still it's still a distraction. It's still interrupted conversation. And so, yeah, t- turn off the phone. You can do it. I know it's hard for me as well, but, I, but you got to do it. Got to do it. Uh, all right. Number four. I avoid one line or one word answers to questions uh and i the thing about this one that i like is that i mean i guess thing about this is that if somebody asks you what's your favorite movie they're not interrogating you it doesn't 
Like, they're not going to write this on your permanent record that, oh, this is it. You have to have the for sure. They're just trying to start a conversation. So you say something and then and then we go back and forth and back and forth about, oh, that's I like that one, too. And and, and you go back and forth. If you're just if you just uh, are yes and no kind of person, then nobody will ever really get to know you. And uh, um. I there was a, a friend of. Uh, a friend of a friend that a friend of my roommates that this was in uh, my late twenties, this friend, he was so frustrating because he had no opinions about anything. You'd ask him, uh, Oh, so what do you like? What do you, you know, what do you like to read? Or you're like, Oh, I don't know. Is uh, you know, whatever. I like whatever. And I was just like, it was, he was the most boring human being I've ever met. And, and I, I think he was thought maybe he was being, uh, I don't know, that he was being accessible or something, but or it was just, like, it's like, just say be, something. Let's have maybe, a conversation. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to be like agreeable, like the fear that you're going to say something yeah. and somebody's going to, then you're going to make somebody upset. Obviously you're, you know, going to try to keep it as, you know, like, kosher as you possibly can on the first date until you get to know somebody and feel more comfortable opening up about your like deepest darkest thoughts but yeah definitely answering right. questions with uh more detailed answer is great and like asking a question at the end of your answer is also great too because most of the people who chime in just by natural conversation cadence but you know, it, it does help yeah. to say, "Oh, I like this," and and or instead of even the boring "What about you?" To what if someone asks you what your favorite movie is, you could say, "I like The Wizard of Oz." Okay, well, what's your favorite comedy or what's your favorite type of music? Like, segue yeah. into something else that's related to keep the conversation flowing. But always ending with a question is helpful. That's true, and yeah, what what do you like about with The Wizard of Oz? Uh, that that movie scared me as a kid, and so then you've started a conversation, and you're going from there. Right. And uh, yeah, I think that's really really important because, and 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 that is one great thing about knowing about TV and movies because I just feel like, especially on a first date, everybody likes some kind of television and movies. Everyone <laughs> likes something, so you can find out what they like. It, you can talk for the whole night. It's entertaining. It brings people joy and it's a source of fun and entertainment. So it's a great conversation. The other thing too is yeah. like, I think yeah. it, it tells, it tells you yeah, a lot or, about somebody if they don't put forth energy or effort into the conversation. Like either they're not into you or they're just not an interesting yeah. person. So it's really like you shouldn't work that hard to get something out of somebody like imagine if somebody went on an interview for a job and they like had nothing to say yeah. about themselves or the job so like you wouldn't hire that person <laughs> if they're not trying to sell themselves or impress you so yeah. why would you want to at least if you're talking to them on let's just say an app or texting or matching on some site like how can you go from there to anywhere else if they don't give anything or make any sort of effort i actually unmatch people if their conversation mm -hmm. is very dull on the app, because it's like, this is the most dull part of this whole thing. And if you can't even make this work, then what's like, I'm not going to want to get myself yeah. off my couch to go meet you or put on makeup or make any sort of effort for you. If you can't hold a conversation, I can talk to a wall. So it's not me. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this, the second part, there's sort of a second part of this, of this uh, topic about conversation in general is try to remember one thing that the person says. And, and this might sound weird, but there's nothing more attractive than when you have been on, you've been on a date or even just interacted with somebody. And then the next time you see them, they remember some weird, obscure thing that you had mentioned on the previous encounter. So like, I don't know, say someone remembers that I mentioned the fact that I have done open water swimming. And so then they remember that. And, and so if you, and I, I learned this from a friend of mine that, that I was always so impressed about how he remembered every time I would see him, he would ask me, but how did that go? Or how did that? And I'm like, how did you remember that? Like of all the things, of all the people, I mean, how did you, re and that it was something he consciously did every time he would have, he would try to remember one, one, at least one thing about a person. And, uh, and I think as a, if you were dating, like that's just so attractive. Then the second time you see him, second date, whatever, you remember, oh, you, how's your nephew doing? Or how's, you know, just one detail. And you're like, oh, they really were listening to what I was saying. And I'm sure try to learn more <laughs> than just one thing, but to really try, I think it's a, it's sort of a good rule of thumb to, yeah. to really, and pay attention to what the, what the other person is saying. Jen, and, uh, and then, yeah. Jen, don't you make notes on your phone for this? Like when you're talking to somebody, I think you like, if they mention something's coming up, you'll make a note in your phone to like remind I yourself do. to ask you are them. right. And yeah. I, the only reason I do this That's is because smart. I was called out many years ago by a guy I went on dates with, like, I don't even know how many dates I went on with him, but he would say to me, you don't remember anything that I tell you or that we do. So I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I don't. And like, so I, I listen, active listening is a skill. Also like exercising your memory, also a skill. I can't rely though on my memory at this point. It's like too much happening. So I write things down in my notes in my cell phone. Mm -hmm. I do that with friends too. Great. I do it with family also. This became like an overall habit throughout my life now because now I remember what people might want for a gift or how I can surprise somebody with something or suggestions that they might have mm -hmm. forgotten they like would have maybe wanted to do for their birthday or whatever it is. I feel like I've got like a arsenal of information that I can show that I care and help their lives be a little bit better. So it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's really smart. I, I, I think it just makes people feel heard and, uh, and even, even if it's not even dating, just friends or it's a, I mean, it'd be a great skill to learn for, for work, you know, that you remember the people that you've interacted with and you remember details about them. Like, it's just, just yeah, it's I mean, a good I, quality I even, to have. I document everything I do. Like, Very just much. so if it's not on my to-do list, it won't get done. And I've actually been doing it since the beginning of quarantine. So mm -hmm. I can go back to like March and know what I did then. I know what I've mm -hmm. accomplished over this time. I know if I've had dates with mm -hmm. people. And so I've celebrated different things like Lauren's baby being yeah. born and like her virtual baby shower and things. So Mm -hmm. I think just getting in the habit of writing down important things will help you and the people around you. Agreed. All right. Next, we have uh, one that's very difficult for me is try to make eye contact. I have a lazy eye, so making eye contact is very hard for me. And I have to really focus and make it a priority to do it. 
Um, and, uh, and, but I still think it's really important because it's just distracting. And, uh, so, uh, even though it is, so even though it's tough for me, I, I, it's got to make the list. Yeah, I agree that, uh, eye contact is important, especially right now when you're out, if you go out and you have your city allows it and you're wearing masks, all you can see are people's eyes. Although I did see an ad for a mask. That's true. The other day where it was like a clear part over your mouth, which I thought was quite interesting. But I also think we need to think about, too, like there's people out there who are hearing impaired and it is hard for them right now, like to read. You can't read lips if people read lips. So I think that the necessity for that mask with the clear thing over the mouth may have been born from that. But also your eyes are very communicative. And I think even if you're, let's just say there was no pandemic, we'll go back to like the idea that we live in a normal world. Like Jen said, when you're at like a social gathering, if you're across the room from somebody and you want to like, I don't know, making eye contact and smiling like with your eyes or giving a certain look is very telling. And then also when you meet mm-hmm. the person, you definitely want to look like you're engaging and listening. But right now, eye contact is huge because sometimes you can only yeah. see you guys. So in the initial meeting, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good point that, I mean, and who knows how long will be wearing masks regularly. I mean, it's probably going to be, I mean, who knows? It could be forever. I mean, it, that's one difference between us and over in Asia. It's, it's in Asia. It's, it's very common to wear masks. It's just it, like when you go on the, the subway or the, the train or whatever, and you see lots of people with masks. So this, so it's, it's a, uh, it's, you know, it could Seems just be sort of a new part of life. Uh, even once we get a vaccine even once we get a vaccine so i don't know it's interesting uh okay next we have a pretty obvious one i think uh avoid politics other controversial topics but it's hard this that right now because it just seems like everything ends up becoming politics (laughs) so you really have to consciously be like okay for a first date try to avoid those kind of that's why it's just talk about movies (laughs) Yeah, safe, for the I, most part. That makes sense. And I think right now it is a very like on the top of everybody's mind. It obviously should always be something that, you know, is I think a moral compass for you and for somebody you're interested in to eventually have that mm-hmm. conversation. But right now it's on the top of people's minds. So if you want, I think a good way to say this too, like topically is how to avoid that how to steer the conversation away from that topic if it comes up since it's more likely to come up now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I would say, you know, definitely save it for later. Um, but yeah, I think just thinking of ways to steer it away, you know, just hopefully people take social cues, right? Like you can answer questions like very generally and then steer however you want the conversation away. Maybe say, oh, um, sorry, one second, I'm just going to use the bathroom really quick. If you can't think of something, I'll be right back. Excuse me. Or, yeah. um, yeah, I think that's really interesting what you're saying. And I, I agree. I think there's a lot of different opinions on it though. Hey, what do you think about, and then try to steer it into something else because it's going to mm-hmm. probably come up and you want to have sort of an out about how to move around that right now. It just shouldn't be something that's talked about like right away. I don't think. 
that's a good that's good counsel uh, to have something like talk about Disney. Almost everybody has at least one Disney movie that they like. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, okay, let's talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You yeah, kind of need no, a way to kind of move it around uh, out of those. Let's not talk about let's talk about Ariel and her perfect right. hair because really. <laughs> and also, she was super resourceful. If you think about it, as it relates to a pandemic, like when people are yeah, like, "Oh, right. I don't, I don't have all the things I need," you know, she's like, "What? Yeah. I got a fork. That's a brush." Yeah. It's a dingle hopper. It's a dingle hopper. Right. Well, and, and I mean, Rapunzel, she was basically like living in quarantine her whole life. So, yeah. in the tower. And she, still, she still found love, if we're all, you know, yeah. being honest. That's so, right. I think that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, this doesn't have as much to do with right now because movie theaters are closed, but this is still the philosophy of this podcast. And I don't know if you two will agree. But we have always said movie first and then dinner. Because you okay, know, wait, dinner, now why do you say that? We okay. say that because then you, you can talk about the movie and dinner. Ooh, wait, okay, but dinner first. What time, what time movie, like what time do you go to the movie then? See, that is a bit of a struggle because a lot of times movies start at eight o'clock. And so that will, like, there's usually not as many at seven o'clock. But uh, but if you can find a seven o'clock show, that's ideal. And uh, but uh, or earlier, I guess, if you wanted, if you don't want to be out too late. I mean, the dinner and a movie date is by in in its nature a long date. Um, but right. I was going to say that's a long date, yeah. But uh, but I still think that yeah, if you try to find like a seven o'clock ish, uh, movie, and then maybe and not even do full dinner maybe do ice cream or if you drink do drinks or something like that for a first date but i still yeah. think it then you have all the stuff and you can tell a lot by the way that different people react to the same movie and like the things that they notice and the things whether it's they oh this person notices the music or they notice the performances or they hated it you know like why did they hate it and, uh i think uh i don't know what do you think about that i think that makes a lot of I sense think that makes sense. um it just may run a little bit late sorry to uh interrupt yeah. you lauren uh, the i would say the one caveat is maybe you do it like you know you, you sort of adjust it for the pandemic and do a virtual version maybe where you each separately watch the movie and then you have that as a talking point kind of mm-hmm. like a book club but a movie club yeah. where you then can Good come idea. together and share your thoughts um, while you do something separate at each other's homes. And then you like how I did the dinner date, but you know, through FaceTime basically, or if you watch separately and then you can go for a walk and talk about it or go get ice cream and walk and talk about the movie. So you at least have a subject matter you both are on the same page about and then can like explore that. Yeah. I love that counsel. idea of like, yeah, seeing how they react is like could open your eyes to a lot of like different personality quirks or traits that the person that you're potentially interested in will, you know, will start talking about. And a lot of times in movies, there's like something deep going on. And like, so you're, it could, it could have like a pretty provocative conversation. Potentially, mm-hmm. it could provoke that. But I think in theory, this makes sense, right? Like, if you just go on a movie, you're not talking at all. So you're just like watching the movie. And if just going to dinner it may have a lack of like 
fun or, you know, something to like start from like a, uh, an equal starting point, right. Which yeah. is the topic of the movie. I think it could go long, but like what Jen's mentioning is good. Like right now, you could do a virtual movie where you watch separately and then talk about it. But yeah. I think if you're going to do anything like a movie, it has to be followed up by something. And this could be one of those things where if we go back to planning ahead to the first thing, you could say, okay, I'm going to go on a movie with, I want to go on a movie date with you. You could tell the person, Hey, if you have time after, let's see how we feel. Maybe we can do something after. Yeah. If you like think that it's going kind of well and you're getting a good vibe from the person just by initial talk before the movie starts, then maybe you go, okay, hey, did you want to go grab some ice cream? And if it's not going great, you have an out. You can be like, you know what? I actually don't think I have time tonight to go out after, but let's be in touch. And then later you can, you know, maybe say, okay, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't feel like an emotional connection with you or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that could be planning right like you could have the idea to do something secondarily yeah because people always say dinner in a movie and and the problem with that is that uh with if if like things have been awkward at dinner and then you go to a, then you have to sit next to him in a movie like that's even worse as opposed to i think and uh so yeah, yeah that doesn't work. at least at least having the movie first it gives you some ammunition to try to once the conversation really starts because you can't you don't really talk in a movie theater so for sure and that's, also, the, right, that's right. the downside yeah. to the movie date is that you don't really get to talk very much in a movie date yeah. uh and and but if you can combine it with some other thing then you can actually talk about the movie for sure and also like kind of yeah. like what you were saying lauren like I don't like no one should feel, you know, rude if they want to end the date early. It just a matter yeah. how you do it. Like I actually went out with a guy who said, why don't we meet at this spot for drinks? And then we'll walk to this spot for dinner. After the first part of the date was over, we both agreed we were not feeling it. So we skipped the dinner part and went our separate ways. So like, there's a way to have that conversation where you sort of check in with them and say like, Hey, so, um, how do you think this is going? Or are you still interested in going to dinner? Or um, do you feel like maybe this is not a match? Like, however mm -hmm. you want to phrase it, that makes sense for you and feel still polite and like, you know, with integrity, you can easily course correct. So you're not stuck. Yeah. Well, our yep. last advice is the whole there. I'd always heard this whole rule of like, wait three days after. Uh, so you don't appear over eager uh, after a date, after a first date. And I, I just think that's stupid. I think especially in this day and age where we're, we have so many ways to communicate, whether it's social media or, uh, or texting or whatever. And I, I, I think if you, I don't think there's anything wrong if you had a good experience of texting the person or yes, you can be over eager, but I, I feel like it, you know when it's too much <laughs> when it's like when you're doing you saying, i don't think you need to wait three days so you're saying to contact the person again right. you should wait no i don't think it, you need yeah. to i I, I think that rule of thumb is dumb i don't think you need to wait i if you i completely yeah. agree uh i what i always say you it would be lovely if we could control people 
with our own decisions, but guess what, guys? You can't. So it really doesn't matter if you text somebody one day after a date or two days or eight days or one hour. It's not going to control how they feel about you because guess what? If we could do that, we'd all be rich in like... married or not married or whatever you want. Like you could control everyone. You can't, it doesn't matter. If, if someone likes you, they like you. Have you ever liked somebody that like, wasn't good news, like the bad boy or that guy kind of trouble or, Oh, it probably doesn't make sense to be going out with this guy. But like, I kind of like him. Like you wish that it would come into play. Like, Oh yeah. You know, um, he's maybe not the best like match for me, but there's something about him that I really like. You can't help that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it, then think about it in the reverse. If yeah. you like somebody, does it matter when they text you back? It doesn't matter. You're not going to be like, oh, well, right. I really like exactly. you. Took four- <laughs> that it. Never mind. It's off the, like, no. So it's, you're not going to control whether someone likes you or not. If you're over, if you look over eager and they like you, they're not going to care. If right. you look over eager and they don't like you, they're going to care because not because you're over eager, but because they don't like you. Exactly. Yeah. You nailed it. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> and and I feel like most of the time you know after after that first date if 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 there's potential here if it's like yes like you don't want to totally write someone off but I feel like you know like that chemistry is there or it's not what do you think about that yep. yeah yeah it's interesting well, Jen, well, yeah, Jen, I mean, I will yeah. take that one. Um, so I think there's like a couple different types of chemistry. One is like whether you have communication chemistry. The other is if you yeah. have physical chemistry. And like sometimes you really just don't even like the way someone's pheromones smell. And that's something you cannot control no matter what. Um, then there's also like the physicality of it. So like if you kiss yeah. somebody and then you just sort of like having misconnections there because it's just not working. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think chemistry um, is easiest to see by communication. And then can, mm-hmm. once you have that, I think that's like the most important because at least you could talk to the person. And then if you don't have necessarily like the physical oomph you wanted to feel. You could at least talk to that person and you have that foundation there. But if you don't have a chemistry in your banter and like your way of communicating, mm-hmm. then that's going to be a struggle and a push and a pull. And it's like, you really don't need to force it because there's a million people out there. So why try yeah. and make it, why try and find chemistry with somebody if it's really just not even there in the foundational area? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, what what do you think of my tips as a whole? Do you think I did a good job? Or oh, these tips are great. <laughs> you, you you've covered yeah, you've covered and I think in my opinion so many different things that have to do with like beginning stages, middle stages, end stages and something to just like get you started like is really really great because dating makes people nervous. It's a nerve-wracking process. Sure. So if you if you can think about these things beforehand and maybe feel a little bit more prepared. It takes a little bit of anxiety away potentially. And I think, you know, um, once you're on the date and you just kind of take a deep breath and relax and have these things in your back pocket, it's going to 
it's going to be easier. And they are also helpful tips for like future, right? Because you're basically you want to know if this person's going to work out in the future. And if you maybe avoid talking about this certain thing until maybe a little bit later, or you throw some stupid rules out because it doesn't matter. So you can relax a little bit more like that will help in the long run, help you find someone that's a better match. Yeah, I think so. Well, good. I'm glad that I succeeded. That makes me excited. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for for coming and for uh, talking about this crazy world of dating. It's so uh, it can feel overwhelming to think about, honestly. And uh, so it's nice to kind of break it down. And uh, and so let us know if you're listening, what you think about what we talked about whether uh, about each of the different rules or whether you have different rules that we didn't mention we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on twitter that would be great and uh, why don't you tell people where they can find your podcast all your social media all that fun stuff you can find me at jennifer golden on all the social media platforms and together you can find us at complicated show on all the social media platforms and everywhere you get your podcasts. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social media platforms as well. And yeah, just keep, you know, share, share this podcast, share our podcast, like let everyone know what you think, tell a friend, comment. We, we love all that. We love engaging with, um, with everybody and like with other, you know, like Rachel with your audience, it's fun to talk about, um, you know, what's going on right yeah. now. I think we all just need to to remain connected. Yeah. And I think that just helps everybody. You know, we're all like the saying, we're all in this together. Yes, exactly. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check all of that out. And you make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Podcast and Hallmarkies Pod, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews we really appreciate it for both of our podcasts please do and uh and if you're listening on youtube please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel that means so much we have our patron group which is a lot of fun and then we also have our merch store which we have hallmarkies inspired merch for christmas in july uh lots of fun stuff on there so thanks so much to both of you i really appreciate it. this was a lot of fun and we'll definitely have to have you back on again once uh things new movies uh get uh get rolling <laughs> it'll be great <laughs> yeah we would love that all right well bye everyone